Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Creative Caffeine Podcast. What's up, guys? You are listening to the Creative Caffeine Podcast. My name's Connor. My name's Ben. And in this podcast, if you're looking to live that creative life, this is the podcast for you. We're going to be talking all things video, photo, and content creation. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So sit back, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, and enjoy. Woo. The crowd quite literally goes wild. And we can actually hear them this time. Hey. Hey. Yeah, we've got headphones this time, so happy days. In case you couldn't tell, if, if you're just listening or watching. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out to everybody who's listening on Spotify. We were checking the stats the other day. No, yeah. this morning. We were checking the stats this morning. Wow, my headphones are really loud. <laughs> How are Hello, Canada. Yeah, hello, Canada. We, uh, hello, potential Peter McKinnon and Chris Howe. And yeah, so we've had people listening in Ontario, Canada, which is where Matty and Pete live. Yeah, weird, because realistically, we don't know anyone else from there. I don't know anyone in Canada. Actually, I've got a friend and called Brody, but he lives in Toronto. I actually did email Chris Howell's email on his website as well and sent him all the links mm. to the podcast. He didn't get back to me, but if he read We've been any of by them, <laughs> Chris maybe he's given us a check out and been like, eh, maybe not. You, you, you never <laughs> know. Them. But shout out, uh, let me get the anchor app up. But So shout out to everyone who's been listening in Canada. The United States, um, we've been streamed in, yeah, Florida and California. Wow. Complete opposite sides. Um, Iceland, but I'm pretty sure that's you. <laughs> the Icelandic um, boy over here. Yeah, I, Iceland boy. <laughs> um, Ireland and Poland, but that could be Bart's from last week's episode. Ah, uh, yeah. You never Although know. Bart's not in Poland. Unless he's, he's set a Polish. Has he got a VPN? Got a VPN for Poland, I don't know. <laughs> he's come all the way to England. Yeah. Set his VPN to, to Poland. <laughs> I don't know. What's Polish Netflix like? I don't know. I've never even thought to look. Because anyone I, know what Polish Netflix is? I'm going to actually have a look. Bart, drop us a DM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to everyone who listened to Bart's episode last week, chatting all things uni and stuff. Yep. We've, yeah, we're looking at stats. So quite a lot of quite a lot of listeners in Canada. Like, although most people on the pod, 81% is the UK. Yeah. Expected. Mm. But then 6% Canada. I think it's coming through TikTok. Do you reckon? Mm. I don't know because Canada, well, obviously Canada, what was I going to say? No, Iceland is full of a lot of American and Canadian people like traveling, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I've heard also that a lot of people travel through Iceland, like people from America travel through Iceland to get places. Like it's quite Mm. a popular like layover place. It's a good little stop off, isn't it? Um, So I don't know whether, obviously due to our Iceland video, whether we've... uh, attracted some tourists you never from know iceland shout out iceland man and what a place up with some uh tourists you never know you never know Canadia. and then looking at this because i'm where was it this this is episode five yeah five yeah five episodes deep most of the people listening are aged 20 28 to 34 mm, yeah then 18 to 22 and then there's one percent which is 60 plus 60 plus <laughs> 60 plus look at that what <laughs> Oh my God. 60 plus. So shout out to whoever's nan or granddad's listening to the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> but female listeners have gone up to 11% now. It was on like five. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. 
So right. we uh, have some maybe female We have some photographers, videographers here. Yeah, if you're a female photographer, get in touch. Get, jump. Yeah, because we can't pod. just keep bringing in males. As uh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to slightly get a little bit probably torn to pieces if we'll, we we'll get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that we don't want any females, but get in touch. <laughs> very true, very true. It's actually quite sad that I don't actually know any... Well, I know of female creatives, but not... Like, they're all so famous that they're not going to reply to our DMs. True, like, you know, like Lizzie Pierce. Yeah. Sarah Dietschy, Rhymes of But if there's anyone local that wants to get your, your name out there um, to just, any creatives... Then just come on and waffle. Come on and waffle on the pod. Waffle on the pod, waffling. <laughs> Why dead, not? Dead podcast now, waffling. <laughs> Do you hear about Joe Willer? Mm, I think I heard someone what was it about him so apparently he's gone missing <laughs> yeah I did hear that so he posted a tweet we're actually going to get into the subject of this pod in a bit mm. but I saw a tweet um, Joe Willer put gonna be off in the Amazon rainforest for like a week filming a documentary if you don't hear from me by this date we fucked up basically he said and then it went then five, like five six days passed and then somebody just put a tweet and said has anyone seen Joe Weller recently? It's kind of sad that it took five days for nobody to notice that Joe Weller yeah, was missing. I think it's one of them things that this guy is just trying to do whatever he can to, to become relevant. Stay again. relevant, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make some drama and pretend I've gone missing, thinking that he's going to then make this big magical appearance and mm. come back and get loads of money again. But no, he's never going to be relevant again. After he, after he lost the KSI fight, I think his career was in the mud, wasn't it? Yeah, and he got a stupid tattoo and he got it lasered <laughs> off and now he's got like... His arm looks like... It looks like it's dirty, like he's like rolled in a muddy puddle. Yeah, it, just it looks like a, What's it? Them, like, Stone Age walls of a cave where yeah. they've kind of got, like, relics of drawings <laughs> on, but they're so faint and, like... Hieroglyphics on his yeah. arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. I hope he's all right. Somebody, like an internet sleuth, said that, like, you know, investigators, they said that he liked a picture on Instagram and then unliked it. Hmm... Oh, what's that one? That's not the right one. I oh, thought well. that was going to be a... Oh, we got laughter. What's laughter? Oh, here he is fucking up the buttons. That was going to be a... Oh, I've, have I got that? Uh, no, I've got rim shot. Got the rim shot. Got rim shot. Lol. <laughs> Can't go wrong. So, you've you've had a special delivery as well, mate, haven't you? He has. You've got uh, it. I don't know what came over me. I was actually doing work in my part-time job, and I was just like, obviously on my own just kind of working away in my own mind and I was I don't know why it just came over me that I was like oh a client's paid me like instantly when I get paid I'm like what can I spend this on <laughs> and it was there and I was it's so stupid because then I end up flicking for Amazon I was like looking for my basket and I was like oh Peter McKinnon bag <laughs> and like it's something that a good price as well I would have said that I didn't need which I did need because when I went to Iceland obviously Things were getting crushed in my old camera bag and it was starting to become painful. Well, it's a step up from when you like put them in rucksacks. And, yeah. So <laughs> to begin with rucksacks, then it went to a Manfrotto bag, which is a really good bag. I wouldn't ever fault it. It's just if you go and traveling, yeah, it's... Ain't the one. Like the zips feel like they're going to break. They should and stick to making tripods. Yeah. But... He's got it. Full-size big boy over here. Pete McKinnon and Nomatic. Does yours say Nomatic on it? Mine says Nomatic, yeah. Yeah, because it's... Uh, 
Yeah, I got that before they had the trademark European no, trade issues. European trade. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's enormous. Fits all your gear in. It's Lovely. so weird to see it clean because I've had mine for the best part of two years now and mm. I've got scratches on mine. I've got scratch on the metal plate thing at the front, which yeah. I still don't like that as a design choice. They, they should have made it rubber like the new one. I do like it though. It's like, it's got that premium touch to it. And it's like, yeah, it you does. pay the money, so you get something like a metal label. You pay but, money. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, they've put it in a stupid place. If they put it a bit further up or something, but it's like ri- literally bang in the middle mm. on the face that you put down. So if you put it down on the gravel, especially how Peter does, he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're certainly going to scuff up your bag. Yeah, it's going to uh, be in the mud. Yeah, no, it's really good. Got in there early enough for the money as well, because the price we literally worked out today. I bought it for three hundred and forty-nine pounds. Went on Amazon today; they've bumped it up to four hundred pounds. I think seeing that as four hundred pounds would make me think now I'm not buying it. It's mad. I, I, what we reckon is they're going to bump the price up, mm. keep it like that for like two or three weeks. Yeah. Then come November twenty-fifth, Black Friday. Yeah. They're going to put the price down to back what it originally was to make it look like, oh yeah. Is a sale discount, yeah, but <laughs> it's not because that was the original price when I bought it, which Com- is annoying. Companies do that all the time, I think. Yeah, it's so frustrating because, yeah, misleading sales, but um, it really is. No, to be fair, like to begin with, if I had like a trial tester, it would have been all right because obviously I was there thinking, do I need it? Do I not? Is it worth the money? Like it kind of felt like I'd wasted a bit of money to begin with, but when you actually get the bag, I there is no waste of money. Like you have <laughs> basically the space of a suitcase. Do you know what it is? It's like, I've never had the experience before, but I've spoken to people who have. Mm. When you fly business class, um, there's no going back to the peasant life of, oh, yeah. <laughs> of, of economy. Now that you've, now that you've tasted business what it's like life. business life mm. with the nice camera bag, there's no going back to that. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's either go big or go small. You went big, that would have been perfect for Iceland, but it's, it's heavy. Yeah, so, well, you can't afford it with Iceland as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, Iceland was expensive, but yeah, the most insane trip ever. Yeah, when we go back, definitely got to get a car. Yeah, or that'll make it a bit cheaper, I think. That'll make it so much cheaper. That's one word of advice, get a, get a car. Get a car. Because, uh, yeah, the excursions like to not pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> bastards and then not like be very helpful no, when they, they you have the problem <laughs> because like our plane was late I, mean, I don't know if we've even spoken about this on the pod but our plane getting in to Keflavik was late mm. and then when we went up to the desk we were like well how are we going to get to uh, the Blue Lagoon luckily there was a transfer <laughs> yeah and luckily we didn't have pre-booked tickets for Blue Lagoon mm. because we were like well how are we going to get there and she was like this was at half eight in the morning over there she was like no there's no more cars all day Sorry, <laughs> excuse well, me. Yeah, she was like, she was kind of had the impression of like, yeah, sort your own way out. And yeah. I was like, we've literally never been here before. We yeah. don't know where we are. Like, what are we meant to do? <laughs> Luck- luckily, there was a shuttle going into town. Yeah, luckily, that would have been carnage. Whew. Bit of a red flag, wasn't that? Yeah, bit of a red flag. Speaking of red flags, today do you like, do you like that segue? Yeah, <laughs> speaking of red flags. So, if you're a new photographer, videographer you're not going to have as much experience. I'm not saying we're the most experienced people. I've been full-time for two and a half years. You've been part-time job, 
slash full-time. So I'd like to count you as full-time. Yeah, it's quite weird. Obviously, my part-time job is smaller part-time hours than most part-timers. You're definitely doing so. more, like, photo work. If you take into account filming, editing, mm. admin, I'd say you're definitely doing more than you are I feel like I'm doing job. full-time hours of video stuff, mm. just uh, with another job on the side. Yeah, just, just side, to guarantee side, a little bit. Because, yeah, I can never guarantee. Especially when you've got, like monthly payments as well mm. I, I, there was no way i can live off just what i'm earning from videos right now for that <laughs> soon come soon come soon come but if you're not as experienced in today's episode we're basically going to be talking about client reg flags so and what, what to, to watch look out for. yeah what to look out for because it's very exciting once you've got a new client doing a job for them mm. but sometimes you do a shoot I, i'm guilty of it where i've not trusted my gut we'll talk about that as well where you've just gone in for a shoot like you quoted a price and mm. then the job's just been so much more admin than what it's really worth. Yeah. So we're going to be chatting about that today. And I, I think the first sort of red flag to avoid with a client is them not agreeing to pay an advance payment. Mm. Yeah. Which, no, I don't get that very often. I feel like I'm very kind of firm when I explain to a client exactly how it works. Like I do say to them, I was like, you can either kind of like quite open i'm like you can either pay up front or you can i can set up like a payment sort of plan thing and it's like you pay deposit and then after the shoot you pay another mm. like part and then after the edit you pay the remaining balance yeah uh so i don't often get that but i have yeah i have had it <laughs> for me it's if it's a last minute thing say like somebody's book somebody wants to shoot on friday it's wednesday they need to pay full in advance if yeah. it's like a two-day notice shoot but anything like longer than that, for me, it's, it's, it has to be 50% deposit. If a client, if, if you send off your contract, you send off and let them know, you know, to secure the time and date of your booking, I require a 50% deposit up front with the balance due when the edit's done or something. Yeah. If they suddenly start getting flaky, sack, sack it off. Mm-hmm. Sack it off because say if you do go through that and they're already like fairly flaky when it comes to paying the deposit, they ain't going to be fun to work with when it comes to paying the balance yeah that's the thing and recently i've kind of especially with weddings i've been trying to take a smaller deposit because often on the day it feels like you're working for nothing that's a shout a little bit because yeah. i used to take uh i used to take so back when my price for weddings christ yeah like two years ago when i first started weddings um so not this wedding season just gone the one before like 800 pounds for a wedding mm. and then I used to take like 200 pounds as a deposit yeah and then after that i kind of feel like oh it's such a long day and such a long edit yeah and then by that time you've only got a little bit more money coming in from it yeah i don't do too many weddings like mm. but then when like i've had a few weddings the ones that i've done where they want to pay all up front and then yeah. you think oh that's great i've got loads of money now but then when you've done the wedding you're yeah. like wait am i not getting paid Oh wait, yeah. I've been paid like, oh, I've already taken it. <laughs> I've already yeah, taken it's it. really kind of frustrating. It's, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Which is why I'm not massively uh, like a fan of the upfront payments. Like I know for weddings and stuff, like couples like to get payments out the way before mm. the day. But yeah, it often feels like once you've already been paid, it just kind of feels makes the day feel a bit longer because I yeah. like when you have that payment to work towards. It like keeps you on your toes, whereas exactly. otherwise it's like you procrastinate. Motivates you to actually do the edit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, it's good. like if a client just does get uncomfortable with the thought of paying a deposit to to lock you in, mm. yeah, I'd say sack it off because if they yeah, cancel like last minute, 
yeah. there's a high chance. It's like if they cancel on you the day. You would have cancelled other shoots to allow them exactly. their shoot. Exactly. You could have booked in other work. Yeah. You could have, say, if you turned down, say for example, going back to weddings, if you turned down a last minute wedding yeah. for like a grand, you know, 1200 or whatever it is you charge, and you turn that down for like, say, like a 400 quid job, and yeah. they cancelled on and the they day, that's, that sucks. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> Pain. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for people and inquiries that like are flaky about paying an upfront deposit. Absolutely. The next one, I, I've had this, I had this two days ago mm. when clients try and intimidate you by telling you they've got cheaper options available. Now, I'm mm. fairly open to working towards a client's budget to a certain degree. Mm. I'm not going to undersell myself because... Like like most videographers, yeah, stupid, you, you know you're worth. Yeah. You know you're worth. And you're not going to put your foot into that project otherwise. Yeah. If you're constantly going back and forth on, on price, I constantly get into the, not the battle, but the conversation with inquiries where they're like, what are your rates? And I'm like, well, what's your budget? Yeah. What are your rates? What's your budget? You, I think ultimately you have to know their budget because you could yeah. say, I could do this project for this amount, this amount and this amount. Yeah. That's a good way to get a gauge of their budget as well if they yeah. don't want to um, tell you what their budget is you could say I could do this project for 500 I could do it for 1000 or I could do it for 1500 Yeah. and if they choose one of them you've got a rough idea of what their budget is but when they try and say oh it's okay I can get someone to do it cheaper <laughs> and they often always come back to you it's quite it's like yeah. a weird cycle so I'll give someone my price and then um yeah, so I'll give them the price and then they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll go and have a think about it. Like, we've got a few cheaper options as well that we've spoken to. But then they always come back to you because obviously in their mind, the more money they spend, like especially on a wedding, mm-hmm. like the more money they spend, the better they're going to get in their mind. So, and then, because I always, I kind of avoid that as well by saying to them, right, this is my set base price. So I tell them what I offer as my package. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, right, £900 for this, 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 this. And then tell me what you want and I can tailor that price whether you want to add or take from my package. Mm. And then normally that kind of avoids the whole like, oh, we've got better somewhere else because I'm like, well, I'm tailoring the price to you. You don't know the price until you tell me what you want. So I can kind of, uh, I can get the last say on it there. But uh, yeah, no, it is frustrating when they say that because you kind of think, well, maybe you're not going to get as good a video. Exactly, right. and, and it's it's what you you set your price for a reason. One mm. for the amount of work, but also the quality, the quality of the work. Like they it's could the say, equipment that like, exactly. we have, we can't charge cheap prices because, like, well, say my camera breaks like a few days before a wedding, but I've been charging too lower prices. I'm not going to be able to get it fixed because I'm not going to have the money there. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to charge that much. It's not like we're charging that much so we can just be like oh we're gonna go on loads of nice holidays and stuff yeah like we already charge quite a lot and it takes a lot of saving to go to iceland so <laughs> like it's not the reason we charge a exactly. lot exactly repairs are costly on cameras <laughs> they're not just paying for the time you're there shooting they're paying for the post-production the admin um the petrol the petrol yeah <laughs> everything that it costs to actually make a video whether it's like motion graphics stock footage um, the Adobe Suite. Adobe Suite for you. <laughs> I've already paid my 300 Final Cut, but <laughs> we'll do a podcast about Premiere and Final yeah. Cut. But um, what else? Like copyright-free music, mm-hmm. but also gear rental. Because yeah. like, say if you've got a job, like you say need, for example, neither of us have got 7200 yet. Yeah. 
that's us touching wood, fingers crossed. Luck will come One our day. way and we'll manifest the 70 to 200. Is that what you wished for behind the wishing wall? That's, that's what I wished for. Yeah. 70 to 200 G Master Mark II. <laughs> <laughs> F2.8. No, very I, selfless wish from you, Connor. Very selfless wish. I wish it, I wish it for you. And then I'll wish it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also paying for like, you know, the use of your gear as well. Like you could rock yeah. up with an iPhone and you can charge a certain amount. But mm. when they say, say if you quote them for a wedding or you quote somebody for say like a day job filming a promo video. Yeah. Like I always tell my, like a, a client, if it's going to be like a promo video, I tell them what my minimum level of engagement is. Oh yeah. So that is like, like my day rate, that's the minimum amount mm. that I'll be interested in taking this project for. Yeah. But then if they say, oh, it's fine. I can, I can find someone to do this for 200 and I'll just think, well, you're going to get basically 200 pounds worth of video quality. Yeah. Whereas if I feel comfortable charging, say like, 500 600 or or more than that then you know yeah you know you're worth we charge that for a certain reason no exactly it's a yeah it's a strange one you've obviously uh get asked about prices quite a lot because to someone that doesn't really know much about video i guess a lot of wedding couples think yeah you turn up on the day you literally hoover up the day on your camera like just point it at all the action uh, <laughs> press one button that says edit on the yeah and then it's almost like <laughs> They think of it as in like iMovie or Movie Maker that it's like stringy clips together, quick like motion graphic template, which quick. Yeah, <laughs> the render time, that's not quick alone. Uh, so yeah, it's certainly not quick. And then it's like, oh yeah, then we just deliver it from... No, it's not exactly how it happens. But uh, Hell no. Yeah, a lot of time, effort, dedication, and a lot of love goes into these videos. There's a lot of love, depending on the client, but a lot of love <laughs> goes in. But... Do you want to take the next one? Because this is yeah, this is uh, something. Because you're doing more photography shoots now. This is mm, something I often get asked for. Asking for all the raw images and no additional cost. To mm. be, I get that a lot in video, and there's nothing wrong with it in video. I don't think with wedding suppliers. Obviously, I kind of network with a lot of suppliers. Not that it's at no additional cost. They offer they offer me money, but they're like, oh, if you've got any shots of me, can I use? you send over the raws mm. so i can like use it for instagram and stuff and i always do say to them i'm like yeah but it's in the in log mm. and like they're not like big files i've um, had that a few times and yeah so I, I say to them yeah you can have them but like if you're happy with editing like s log 2 but at the same time yeah, so they'll get it and then I don't see it posted because they can't Because they've it. given up. The amount yeah. of times it's happened to and me. And I'm not going to sit and colour grade a load of footage and export each clip one by one. Just to send it off. Just to send it off. No, I've had that. Like, pay like lots of money because that takes a lot of time. It does, <laughs> it does. Those render times, yeah. I, Whenever someone asks, say if we go from the photo side, if someone sends me a message, say inquiring about a shoot and they're like, can I have the raw files? Yeah. I always say pretty much say no. Yeah. Because think of it like a canvas. At that stage of just the raw files, you've owned like a, like a painting. You're yeah. only just prepping the canvas. Like you've not even started painting yet. Yeah. So it, do, it doesn't represent your work. Exactly. Like, raw files, unless you're like a very good photographer, mm. they don't look great out of camera, do they? No. They not don't at look all. great. And they're big files. We're both rocking. You've got Sony A7 III, yeah. A7 IV. They're pretty beefy raw files, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They're, I'll, uh... I'll come away from a, like a one-hour shoot with, say, like 400 photos, and that's like 64 gig. And I'm like, jeez. Like, imagine sending beefy off. raw files. Let's just have a quick uh, shout-out to the Ninja Atmos on top of my camera there. 
That is the <laughs> definition of beefy files. That thing I recorded. Uh, so I did just the reception of a wedding on that. Jeez. Uh, so I recorded the whole wedding, but only used that for a few shots of the reception and the speeches. Mm. The f- um, the amount of footage that I got off that was a bigger file size than the whole wedding all put together Jeez. on my camera. It was ridiculous. The pro can't, wait, can't wait to edit this. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice to edit. It makes grading a lot smoother. But it should be fine. I mean, I cl- I put this in a 1080p timeline. Oh but my god, that'll probably like. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Lovely. But that's <laughs> a like raw images. So I did like for for video as well. Yeah. There were certain clients that I shoot for, um, mainly like big like companies and corporate ones, and they'll be like they'll let me know in advance that they need the raw mm. video for like internal use and all like GDPR sort of stuff. Yeah. So I usually do charge them like a tremendous amount for the raw files. Yeah. Because it takes. It usually takes like a good hour or two yeah. to send an entire day's worth of Plus footage. you've got to take into account the price of WeTransfer. Exactly. that's not cheap. No, no. But I think I pay 10 or £15 pounds a month for WeTransfer. Yeah, I did it annually. I can't remember how much it is. but it's, I should uh, do that annually. It's quite a horrible amount. <laughs> yeah, and that's, so, that's something you need to, as a, to, run, you your, to. to run your business. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Google Drive. I don't like Dropbox. Mm, it I, always fails, yeah. It, it ain't we transfer. Even we transfer is a bit... Sometimes it's glitchy or yeah, goes down. But I think it's the best of everything. Oh, it's perfect. Offer. You can put your own backdrop and stuff. Yeah. It's chef's kiss. Beautiful. Looks very professional. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking like professional and what's not professional is when a client doesn't really know what they want. Mm. That, if, you, if you're going to go into a shoot and the client's like... Like, because I always ask, what do you want to achieve with the photos or what do you want to achieve with the videos? And if they're like, they're not sure, it's just going to not be fun when it comes to the edit or what shots you're going to capture. Particularly if, say, you're just talking to, say, like their marketing person and Mm. the person who's doing the marketing, who's going to be posting the stuff, isn't actually there on site with you. Mm. You could go into that shoot, get some photos that you think are really good, but they're not what they were really looking for because they don't know. Yeah. That's just not going to be fun and it's a day wasted. I shoot to what I've been kind of, I kind of, I make a brief and then I obviously write the notes and the brief down and I can kind of get a bit of a, an image in my mind of what they're actually looking for and I understand it with wedding videos because obviously no one, no one's done that day before Mm. and like they don't know a thing about videos so (laughs) I understand they don't really know what they want but if they can kind of tell me like, main shots they want or even send me any inspiration from other videos like Come wedding videos the, the sort yeah. of idea they're going for quite a lot of people are quite good they're like oh yeah we like quite documentary style and nothing staged and it's like that helps knowing that's that so because, easy to shoot yeah exactly but uh can literally yeah. lean against the wall and just like yeah God. no exactly <laughs> but with a like a music video mm. some people i was like yeah i can direct your music video for you if you want i can like come up with a, a narrative or whatever and mm. and shoot that but you've got to put something into it because yeah. at the end of the day you're writing the song the narrative's got to fit with the song let us know what and the song's about is yeah. it about a girl is it about a boy is it about a certain situation yeah. come up with some sort of exactly. like narrative and if they don't know whether they want you know a narrative piece or just like a performance video mm. exactly because the band that I'm working with for this weekend shoot have been well helpful they've literally told me what the song's about what sort of ideas they like and stuff. And I can work around that easily. I can mm. just say like, yeah, I'll get in that footage. I can like, I can get the footage that you're asking for and make it fit to the narrative of the song and edit it in that certain way. And that's fine. Whereas like, 
if you don't know what you're doing, you put all this time into editing it, and then there's some mega revision coming your way that's like, you know, no, can you change it and redo <laughs> this and redo that? Like, if the client doesn't know what they want, mm. it ain't going to be fun for the revisions because they'll constantly be wanting changes. Yeah. Should we skip to that one? Yeah. What, what you put? Endless amounts of revisions. Yeah. And I don't get it often, but occasionally you get... Right, I'm going to explain this exactly how I see it. Story time with Bezza. <laughs> <laughs> right, so obviously, as I said, I explain my package to people, what they get, what they get for that price. Um, and yeah, so obviously they they know what they're getting for that price. So I tell them, and plus I also say to them, like my portfolio is on my website, have a look through it if like, I'm your kind of... If I'm your right videographer for your idea, yeah. If your they style still fits. go ahead and book, yeah, exactly. Then uh, obviously, yeah, they book. Video gets shot, um, and then go into editing. I'll send them a video that I think is like pretty solid, um, and then they're like, "No, can we have this person cut out? Uh, can we have like this person put in? Like, there's not enough of this person." And as a, at the end of the day, I've gone into this video. I don't know anybody there obviously before the day uh, especially like weddings like I don't know any family members or anything my main thing is I'm there to shoot the bride and the groom because it's their day mm. like guests yeah I'll mingle around with the camera uh, and I'll get what I can but at the end of the day I, I've, I've never met any of the family before that day so I don't really know who's who <laughs> you get a rough idea when you're there but uh, yeah start my, filming some old man oh can you get shots of my granddad Who's Which one? Which yeah. One? They're all old. They're, yeah. And then, so yeah, obviously my priority is get shots of the bride and groom and then whatever shots they've also asked for. So obviously like cutting the cake and stuff. But in drinks reception, I do generally just go around with my camera, 120, just some B-roll of people mm. eating, drinking. Sipping uh, that champers. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, you get back and they're like, change this, change this. And like quite often they'll say they want to make one change and then you kind of go back to... Uh, you go to make that change and then you send them the edit and then they're actually, can we have it back to how it was? Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, not really for that if you're not going to pay any extra because yeah. right now I've got like three other jobs that I need to edit mm. and I'm still stuck on this one. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I um, so in my packages, depending on what package they paid for, because I've got free, like three tiers, if, it's fit, mm. if the project fits within those three tiers. The first one is you get one round of revisions. And then if they ask for any more of that, I charge them like 75 quid an hour for any any revisions outside that scope of work. If they want more changes, then like, so if they want changes to the video, they have to watch that first draft, sit on it. I don't even mind if they sit on it for like two or three days. Yeah. As long as they get all those changes in that first revision, it's fine. Yeah. But if they start asking for like revisions outside of the scope of work and they don't want to like, you know, pay for anything outside of that, then, then I'm just gonna edit it yourself yeah like get iMovie <laughs> like I get it I get people get change cut. their mind and like I get that people want their wedding video like perfect mm. but at the same time like just as quick as they want that video we want to get rid of that video so we can move on to the next edit because yeah like at the same time I'm still paranoid about providing slow service for people so I don't want to be sitting on one video for too long and if you're long. constantly going back and forth for with edits and stuff for one yeah. person but you've also got say like two or three other projects that you mm. need to edit for that also just slows down that process for them yeah. as well and it's like that's the thing if they're going to pay me a little bit extra just to you know spend longer on their projects to 
make their extra changes for longer, mm. then that's fine because I can say to this other people that they want their video as well afterwards that are a bit further behind in the queue. Like, yeah. okay, well, worst comes to worst, I'll give you some money off this one, but it's no loss for me because mm. I'm being paid to spend a bit longer on the video before. But that's a shout. It's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just quite frustrating. <laughs> I had that this week, like, I, well, last week when recording this, but with that um, that video with, um, oh, yeah. but um, finally went out. You have to blow your mouth up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut that. <laughs> that that video actually is coming out tonight. Yeah. Um, finally got signed off, but sounds like a mad kind it, of a. It was long. It was so long because I'm only a freelancer for them. I send the video, the first edit off. They give me a brief. We have a mm. call like a week before the filming day. Yeah. They tell me what they want to capture, any interview pieces, gives me a chance to come up with some questions if I need to do the interview mm. bit off camera. Yeah. But then this video was just a nightmare because they weren't even sure of what could actually be in the video or not. Yeah. Mainly due to copyright. They were constantly, the, the people at the place I was filming were asking for revisions when they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. It's just, it's just long. Just long. And I think I did about six different versions of that video. Yeah. And two of them were back to the original first edit that I did. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. Long. And yeah. Long day. <laughs> when you're like trying to juggle multiple projects, uh, the worst thing is like trying to juggle multiple people on one project. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, oh my God, like I just want to move on to the next edit so I don't yeah. get complaints from the next. Because it's like mm. a domino effect. If you start spending too long on one video. You just fall behind. And then they'll complain. And then the next people complain because they haven't got their video yet. And then the people after that will complain. And then you get stuck in this sort of cycle of it's almost like being late, isn't it? And yeah. You're like, you can't provide fast enough. And I do have like a a track really of quite a fast turnaround because obviously I work such small part-time hours I kind of have all day mm. just to churn out edits so I do say Color to people and chill. I can, yeah <laughs> exactly so I say to people like especially with music videos if like all's quite good and quiet on the uh work side that week I can say yeah I'll get it out by the end of this week that's absolutely fine yeah and then they're not that's normally a good selling point for me which means that they don't go with someone else <laughs> That's the thing. They're like, oh, we want it quick, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Whereas other people might be like, oh, well, I'll give you the video in like a month's time. Yeah, that's the good thing about underpromising and over delivering mm. on my website and all of my packages, except my most expensive one, which yeah. says three weeks. All of them say two week delivery. Yeah, I set that just in case let's say like an emergency. I don't know, family Mac thing, breaks. Mac breaks, and I need to get time to get a new one delivered or get one yeah. repaired. So I always say two weeks. But then when I did a promo video for a school, yeah, I sent it off to I filmed it Monday, sent it off to them Friday, one round of revisions, and they're like, damn, like yeah, that was quick. And then they put that as a testimonial on my website. Yeah, and the only revision was they messed up on the child that couldn't be in it. You know, like yeah, foster family or something that oh, can be seen. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, they should have put a sticker on the back of the kid. That's what I usually say. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, when I go into schools and do promo videos, I'm like, give me a list of which children can't be in it, or just mm. put a sticker on their back. Oh yeah, or, or they say just film the back of their head or something. Yeah, and then they, they they messed up, and that's the only. Can you not like blur them out? Could, but it doesn't look fun. Doesn't, doesn't look yeah. doesn't look the best. I've mm. tried, like I had to do a video for a school. And they were like, oh, we really want all of this classroom like filmed. Yeah. Because it's just like a, a brand new classroom. 
Yeah. I didn't even notice, <laughs> but there was a Nancy display board. No that, way. Doing, it was history week or Nancy week. And there was all these swastikas of these student projects just what? learning about Nancy history and World War Two. I guess in that context, you can <laughs> put it in, right? Did you put it in? So I had to blur it, but oh they were like, God. we really want to showcase this class. They were like our top tier, but there was all this Nancy oh my <laughs> World War Two like you know, like your school display boards. Yeah. Just covered in it. So I, I had to spend a good hour or so just bl- masking and blurring it all that out. Is mental. Feathering it nicely. So it looked, oh my God. That was long. I did charge them extra for that because they did. They, Jesus. That took so much time. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But like, <laughs> like, yeah, can you take that display down first? Yeah. You would have thought they would have thought that. If exactly. they don't. Well, I probably would have said to them, like, obviously, you know, you've got this on your wall. Like, do you want this in your video? That's the like, thing. I didn't even pick up on it because they were so the enthusiastic about, yes, this is our classroom. It's our newest one. It's just been done up. Hitler's oh <laughs> everywhere. <word. That's> <laughs> what oh, are they shit. like making? Uh, like, It's just like World War Two, like art and stuff. And then Jesus. yeah, propaganda sort of stuff. The the next one, I get, I get this a lot, mainly mm. with, say like, musicians and family photos now as a musician myself part-time temporary i need to gig more um ask like sharing other photographers work with you as a reference yeah so now some photographers hate pinterest i oh, like yeah. going onto pinterest and making I love a mood it. board i like yeah. it but some people don't so we'll, we'll chat about it i don't mind an, a photographer coming to like, like coming to the table with a Pinterest board. Mm. If they want like an autumn shoot and that's the vibes Autumous. they want to go for. Autumus, Autumus, you want a new word? Shout out to Bart for the, uh, <laughs> oh, for no, inventing the word gosh. Autumus. Shout out Bart, Autumus. <laughs> I comment to that on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. um, but if they come to the, the table, they're like, oh, I want an autumn shoot. Here's some ideas I've got in mind. I don't mind yeah. because, speaking of that last point, or the point before, they know what they want. Yeah. And that makes my life easier. But when I can see that it could be a problem, yeah, is when they see another photographer's work and they're like, I want it to be exactly like that. Yeah. I want it shot like this, the exact framing. That's mm. where you're going to run into problems because every photographer's got their own style. Yeah. And I think if you're just basically going to rip off someone... If you want a copy, then... If you want a carbon copy of someone else's work on Pinterest, you've got to set your expectations a little bit lower, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, I think Pinterest can work for certain things and not others exactly yeah like obviously you've got uh like especially with like wedding photography and stuff mm. poses wise it's really good exactly yeah. like obviously you can't have unique poses all the no. time so if you want to find something like you've not done there's before, only a certain amount of places you can place your hands yeah no exactly photo. so it's perfect for that but if you're trying to like i don't know find ideas for um, I don't know, like videos and stuff. Mm. You can't co- like carbon copy someone's yeah. music video or something because yeah, you you can be original on that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I I I I don't mind going onto Pinterest and looking for like posing ideas. I'll, I'll sometimes mm. I'll even screenshot them and then just like say like work through a few of them or even yeah. show the client because if you've got a, a nervous client, this is talking about photos. So if you've got a nervous client, they've never done a photo shoot before, but mm. they they want a photo shoot then you can send them that and it puts them at ease. They know some poses, they yeah. know some shots and they can you know, practice in the mirror or whatever or get yeah. a vague idea of exactly. what they're going in for. That's when it becomes quite handy. And that's the thing, that's what I did as well with uh, that last pumpkin patch shoot I did. 
because uh, obviously I've never done a pumpkin patch shoot before. No, no, right. And then uh, <laughs> so it was like a pregnancy it? pumpkin patch suit. And then, yeah, the uh, actual client went on Pinterest as well. Mm. Uh, so we both kind of combined our Pinterest ideas. And then there was some stuff that I'd like never seen before, never heard of that we managed to make just out of like inspiration from Pinterest. Decent. Which, uh, yeah, was a win. I don't, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't mind a bit of Pinterest, but... Just be careful if a client's like being pushy about it and saying, mm. oh, I really, really want it to be shot exactly like this. I want these colours. That actually sounds exactly like it as well. I really, really want this. I want this now. <laughs> like that kid from fucking Willy Wonka. It's like, oh, I want yeah. it now. <laughs> that's, oh. that's where it becomes a pain in the ass. But then there's one actually that I haven't put on here that I've mm. just thought of. You, we've got on here fast or slow replies to like to you and stuff yeah but i think when they like setting boundaries when they message you at like early hours early early hours of the morning yeah. or very very late at night i'm kind of out the loop on that because my time zone is so out so early hours to me is probably <laughs> someone's like lunchtime <laughs> <laughs> he's on that midnight he's on that midnight though, shift <laughs> even though like obviously i've finished uni before most other people did mm. um because I didn't do the last year, I'm still in that uni kind of uh, in the uni time zone. <laughs> so rushing a project in the morning before it's due. Yeah, it was like Dave yesterday. I woke up and then he messaged me about two hours before I woke up. I think being like, "Oh, can you take me to my shoot at this time?" Because his car's broken down. Sadly, uh, that Dave's is like car. literally my worst nightmare. If I have oh. shoots planned, I could actually feel his pain yesterday because yeah. I was like, "Oh, that unless, is the worst." Unless you live in the city. Felt so bad. Getting an Uber in mm. Hitchin and Letcher, where we live. Well, we just doxed ourselves, but oh well. <laughs> where we live, like it's it's a nightmare getting an Uber at certain yeah. times of the day. But so yeah, I dropped Dave there, but his message to me in the morning it was a good idea. No, a good idea. It was a good job that the shoot was like later on in the afternoon, so I could actually be like, yeah, I will, because otherwise I wouldn't even have woken up. Yeah. And like, to me, I was like, yeah, that's early, but like for most people, it's like <laughs> mid morning. <laughs> But I get, uh, there's quite a few of my clients that will message me at like 11.30 at night. Yeah. Granted, I may be up at that time, you know, chilling, watching a film, but catching that's up not on your YouTube. business hours. But that's not my work hours. And now I'm like the first year of being self-employed just because I was like, I need to please every single client. I need, I need to be work. available at yeah. all hours of the day. Can't afford to lose any work. Can't afford <laughs> to lose any work. So I was like hustling, hustling, replying instantly. If they, yeah. were, if they were like, oh, can you change this? Um, this this video yes yeah. this, this cut this scene from it or cut this mm. bit if it was at 11 o'clock at night or something i would reply instantly i'm like yeah on it straight away send yeah. it over now no exactly but now i am trying very hard to set boundaries mm. and sometimes now I, I won't just i just won't reply especially if it's on like say like six o'clock on a friday yeah. you've had all week all day to send me a message whether it's changing a video chasing photos which you I took the day before. <laughs> yeah. Or say wanting some sort of change in a video. Mm. You've had all day to reply. It's like six o'clock on a Friday. I'm in weekend zone. But then they ring. When they ring. And they ring <laughs> twice. When yes. they ring twice and still don't get the hint that, no, we can catch up on this on a Monday. Yeah. That's, that's, like, that's a red flag. If they're messaging you mm. late into the evening, it's harder, but it's, it's easier said than done. Don't yeah. reply. Don't reply or just yeah. politely say, it's late, late in the evening now. Let's, let's circle back to this in the morning or something. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, I'm in the same trap as you fell into in the first year as mm-hmm. well. And I think it really kind of annoys Lucy because like if we're on a day out or something and then, but they message and then automatically my mind starts stressing. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm going to be like, You're like I've got to get back and edit this. Service. I've, yeah. like, I've got to like get it done before I get like completely bad reviews. Because after every single video, I ask for a Google review. Got to be done. It, uh, always helps out. And I always think of that. And then when they message, I'm like, oh, I can't not have a five-star review. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I've just got to kind of relax and think, all right, I'm a human. They've got to understand that. They've got to understand. You've got family. I you don't got... work seven days, 24-7. Like, yeah. I have a life. <laughs> like, although... We have there's... to make podcasts sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> We've got to record the pod and help you guys make bread and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, there's the, the stigma of being self-employed and working 24 hours a day. It, it does exist for mm-hmm. say like the first year or so yeah because you're just starting up but when when you're comfortably like i'd say i'm in cruising season now i've got cruising a reg- cruising season i've got a regular just been on one <laughs> highly recommend although it's full of old people <laughs> which is fine which is fine but i'd say 75 percent of the boat was over 75 <laughs> <laughs> but i'd say i'm in cruising season now which yeah. means i've got a steady flow of clients regular mm. clients that book me each month and I know that there's going to be guaranteed work there. Yeah. But when, when you're on that first sort of, you've just gone full time or you're sort of slowly starting to work towards full time. Yeah. It is very easy to just reply instantly, oh, send off, send them that edit just to sort of make them yeah. happy. But you, you got to learn how to say like, no. And the last point is we'll, we'll touch on is how to say no to the wrong clients as well. Yeah. But when, if they're messaging you like, like early hours of the morning so like five o'clock in the morning mm. cool they might be up but if you're waking up at like eight or seven or whatever you those are your business hours and they have yeah. to respect that that's the thing and that's like a point actually uh i think that's a part of so that's a life lesson that i think like is one of the most important things that like you've got a learn to say no to people because mm. i myself am rubbish at it and i'm trying to get better and i have been for like years but i feel like to be able to be successful you have to be able to say no yeah definitely i just automatically stress that i'm just going to be like like even not going to get more jobs from that person or i'm going to get bad reviews from that person mm. if i don't like do as they say yeah. and then i end up kind of thinking of myself as their slave almost yeah whereas actually like you're not and you can you can say no to them exactly well i I used to have a few clients that would i'd be out with the missus on the Mm. weekend we'd be out somewhere you know just having a day trip somewhere and then they're sending like message after message revisions revisions cut this let's move that move this to start i used to be on the mindset of like oh fuck i gotta get back Mm. i gotta do this now like then you've ruined your day you're stressed you're constantly clock watching thinking oh what time can i get this can i get back and then get this video to them yeah but now i'm just like just send them an email or send them a message and try and communicate more through email because it's more professional. And yeah. most people are put off with with like email, I think, in a way. Like, not put off, but it's more formal, isn't it? Yeah. And you've got, like, sometimes, depending on the client, if they are a mate, do it through text and Facebook or WhatsApp yeah. or something. But I try as much as possible to do email to keep it as professional as possible. Mm. possible. But learning how to say no and trusting your gut as well, I think. Yeah, and that really came in handy, actually, for me. Yeah. Uh, mm just i think it was kind of it was in the lockdown but when we were allowed to go out and do things i mm. was like uh like things rules are still pretty tight and like i went to do this video in london um 
like shot it and everything. It was so weird. It was like this guy kind of, you know, like the WeWorks. Oh yeah, offices. yeah. It was in one of them. So they in the mud. Yeah, this guy didn't even have an office, uh, but he'd like got this room and brought me in with this. Uh, with shout out to another guy, um, Ben. Um, two Bens. Yeah, two Bens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was doing the photography. I was doing the video. Um, asked me to sign like this contract and stuff. I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, what, like a non-disclosure or something. No, it was like a you will give me this amount of footage and this footage will belong to me, sort of thing. Oh, like the. The rights to the footage and stuff. Yeah, so oh, okay. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, it's not really, it's, it's a tiny project. Really. Yeah, I ain't going to use the footage again. <laughs> yeah, I really wasn't that bothered. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, so I did. Um, so I signed it and that and then filmed it, which was, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of out and about interviewing in London, really. Okay. Um, and then obviously after that, we uh, we went into editing and then I kind of put it in, like all the clips that we had filmed that day. Uh, and then he came back and was like, actually, there's this guy with a very similar idea to my business idea on YouTube. Can we take some of his advert and wow. put it into my advert as like a comparison? And I was like, no. one, that's like the most stupid thing. Like <laughs> that that's literally like me, uh, I don't know, carbon copying one of your like, like any of your promo and That's like nuts. yeah um that is a red flag <laughs> yeah that is a very red flag and so i was like yeah you can't do that like you probably don't even have this guy's permission he was like yeah no i've dm'd him he said it's all fine and i was like i very much doubt really? it really so i was like well as long as you're like you're still paying me the money like this is your video like if you're sending like i'm not downloading that video to put in it but if you're going to send me that guy's video i'll cut it put it in there for you but like if he wants it taken down or anything, I'm not paying to re-edit it mm. or anything. Like you're just gonna have to deal, deal with the with consequences, yeah. really. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that happened, and then his Instagram just went, like went, and he was uh, the guy just no longer an account on Instagram. Interesting. So, I mean, the business never became a thing. It was like a startup Kickstarter. <laughs> never got kickstarted. Most most kickstarts and startups to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, before we touch on. Thing. Has yeah. your, have you lost followers yesterday? To be fair, or did you get Instagram, logged out of your account? I do not even look at followers anymore. The time of recording this, it is what date is it today? It is the twenty. No, it's the first. I didn't get kicked out my account. No. Loads of people yesterday. It's the first of November today. Um, officially Christmas. I feel like um, I'm always just. Insta- I'm always checking my Instagram, but yeah. I know that all checking the them reels. stats are fake. Mm. Because that was the thing yesterday. My um, you know my wow real wow wow yeah wow, wow. that went mental got loads of views Instagram's and algorithm then, is so weird I posted it <laughs> quite a while ago and it sat on like 150 views for ages I was like well this is terrible and I was Tanked. like I put quite a lot of time into that yeah. and then obviously yesterday now it's on 1897 just in one day how take a bow son <laughs> and then the other one that one as well and oh, then yeah. this morning I woke up to a load of likes on that Interesting. one. That's a bang That we filmed in Iceland. That was like my favourite reel. Shout out Iceland. Yeah, shout out Iceland <laughs> and shout out to Vic for booking it. Good old Vic. Travel counsellors. Travel counsellors. 
Top tier, top G. <laughs> but Instagram had a massive glitch yesterday. Did they? So I follow an Instagram guy called Brock Johnson. Mm. He does like real tutorials, Instagram yeah. growth tips and stuff. I've followed him for years. He's not one of those scammy people that sell you a course or something. But of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but he posted a video because he, he does have contact with Instagram and it's often told about updates and things that are happening. He lost 6,000 followers yesterday from people, Jeez. just random people, not even like NSFW accounts or just offensive people, mm. but p- random people, just you every day, average Joe, getting their accounts suspended and some people still don't have access. So this guy who I follow, he said, mm. on my phone at the moment, I can't access my Instagram. His team, who also work with him, who also like post his videos yeah. for him because he can't post them all the time. He posts like three reels a day, yeah, and then stories. They can log in and he can log in through his through like, desktop, but he can log into his Instagram. Some like loads of people were losing followers. I don't, I don't think I was affected. I still have a measly two thousand. Oh, I just lost a follower there. Two thousand five hundred followers. Yeah, I don't think I lost any, but. Yeah, loads of people on like stories and stuff will post in what's happening with Instagram, can't access. It's a bit like WhatsApp, that went down the other day as well, didn't it? always goes down. I didn't actually know what happened. I was obviously still in bed when it happened. And when I, by the time I woke up, it had sorted itself out. But <laughs> by, by one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> all of the news up. alerts were like, oh my God, WhatsApp's broken. And I had a shoot on that day as well. My client was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was trying to get to you as well. Like my WhatsApp's down and... I was like, well, I'm still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos. But well, then Dave's just finished a workout. <laughs> good old Dave. But then, yeah, last point we're going to talk, chat about is how to say no to the wrong clients. You've seen, we've spoke about all the red flags. Yeah. Take them on board and learn to trust your gut. I've turned down, I'd say about four jobs this year mm. where I feel like it's just going to be a lot of work. This client doesn't really know what they want. They're a bit flaky. So I've just said... I think the, like the best advice is be straightforward yeah, and let them know that this project ain't for me yeah, or, you know, I think someone else is suited better and refer yeah. them to someone else. No, absolutely. Because otherwise, like you've got to think about it for your sake as well. Even though the video is for them, mm. you're putting that video on your Instagram, on your website. It's your time, your yeah. energy. And like, you don't want to be showing off someone that you're not exactly very happy with. So mm. if it's a project that... One, you're not invested in fully, then yeah. you're not going to produce quality. Right? So. Nah, literally. I had that with a client once. I was doing a live video. I think mm. I told you about that. I was like, they, they didn't tell the studio that they needed to record vocals and stuff. Mm. And it, this client was definitely sort of a little bit unhinged. I'm not mm. going to name names. I doubt he's listening to this. We still haven't finished the project. Oh, really? I, 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 I've still got the Final Cut library on my hard drive. I haven't heard from him in like three months. Shot it and basically done done the edit. I just don't have wow. the audio. Um, wow. 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 That is mental. Though. And yeah, so I've but done... But they still it, paid and everything. Paid the deposit. They paid the deposit. But and he messaged me like two weeks after and he was like, why didn't you post anything on your Instagram stories? Like, why didn't you promote that you're filming with me? I was like, because I, I didn't say this to him. Contract. Yeah, well, yeah, I said it's not guaranteed for me to yeah. promote who I'm filming with. The main reason I didn't post it was because it wasn't a good experience. Mm. It weren't a great video. 
But so I just said, you know, I do like maybe two or three shoots a day and I might just post one. So I was like, yeah. you know, I don't always post what I'm working on. Plus I'm always really bad at that. I, like, especially with weddings. Mm. Like couples have to notice. Yeah. No, not notice. They have to understand that you have to, that you have socials as well. And that's mm. for promoting yourself on. So for a good, like certain amount of filming a wedding, mm. set the tripod up, camp, maybe even start like a wedding time lapse of just yeah. people mingling. And I'll just kind of go around with my... Uh, capture like, some BTS. Yeah, just capture some BTS or even just put take some photos for Instagram because mm. that's like the most important and probably the most forgotten thing with I'm weddings. Like when you're there shooting a wedding, obviously it's stressful and you're mm. in the zone and you, like all of your own advertisement, all your Instagram goes out the window. Yeah. One but thing like, I've been so doing... important. Yeah. One thing I've been doing, great thing about drones mm. is I've been sending the drone up as they do the, the confetti throw. Bastards. I've been setting the drone up. And these, this is mainly for like wedding photography because <laughs> I hate doing the group shots, as I yeah. said on the previous episode. You can just snap away. Well, I send the drone up, let it record, and it films me walking back, capturing the confetti throw. So I can post that as an Class. Instagram reel. Sorry, bad mic technique there. I can film sorry, myself. Dave. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Shout out, Dave. Um, but, um, oh, you're probably listening to <laughs> We love you, Dave. Um, you but, just sit very far from the mic. <laughs> and I'll crop, well, I don't need to crop it now. Mini no. free pro portrait. And I'll capture some BTS. But then when they're like, whose drone is that? I was like, oh, it's me. Right, everyone gather around, group shot. And I'll yeah. just send a drone, <laughs> get a drone picture. Yeah. But we've really gone off topic there. We? But, but, but still, it's a good point. Good point. But yeah, just if, if you feel there's going to be red flags, that's still recording. If you, still, if you feel that there's going to be red flags, trust your gut. Like, I didn't trust my gut for quite a while. And mm. I was just like, oh, I'll just do it. You know, it's a bag. It's good money. Yeah. I'm just starting out. I need as much experience. It's cool. It, like, get that experience. But try and trust your gut as much as possible. Because yeah. it ain't going to be a good time if you yeah. see some red flags. That's that's an hour, isn't it? Happy days. But boom. hopefully you got some value from this. Yeah. Like follow leave us a rating on spotify and apple pods i think you can leave ratings on apple podcasts it helps puts us up in the algorithm and, and a, charts yeah. and all that and another thing to take from this video anyone starting up don't stress after what you've heard in this video like no stress if you if you're starting out and you get jobs take them and then you learn from it yeah it doesn't matter if you make make the same mistakes as us it's probably the best thing to do yeah uh because i certainly made a lot of mistakes in my first year no and feels. If I didn't make them mistakes, then I'd probably be further behind where I was last year than mm. yeah than where I was. So yeah, hundred percent. Take all the jobs you can. Don't yeah. be picky because uh, yeah, the money gets you better equipment. The better equipment gets you better videos and better videos. You make more money. Yeah. You get that bread. You make that bank. <laughs> but anyway, that's a good shout point to wrap up. Yeah. Thanks for watching, listening, subscribing, and all that jazz. And we'll see you guys in a bit. See you later. Bye.